Hey, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Villalucci Podcast. Honest, uncensored, and unedited discussions about life and everything in it. So sit back, relax, and let's start the show. So that's the magazine, the greatest startup Ooh, story ever told. Nice. The Iliad of startups, fucking ten years. Right, actually, so, let Live in face. Actually, before I say that, do you want some water? I'd love some. There's all sorts of. <laughs> You've got gold, mint, or rose. rose. Look, I'm going to get stuck with the rose again, so I might as well just do it. What's the gold one? Uh, it's gold in it. Oh, it's well, there's actual gold in it. Yeah, they don't mess around, wow. mate. Wow, okay, I'll try So that. this is the eldest water company. You've sorted yourself out with your mint. I have. I, I went for mint. So they've got yeah, the gold out. This is my favourite water company so on the planet. So because it's got gold, uh, it improves your blood circulation. It's anti-aging. It helps your joints and muscles. It's uh, against migraines. It enhances your mood, skin care, and full-on rejuvenation properties. And it is factually correct, the gold. I've said it before about silver. People used to carry water in silver. Yeah. Because it purified that. the water, that's why they were silver. Um, and gold does is, is an so anti-inflammatory alternative to Botox. Then when I'm older, yeah, I mean you're so looking good already. Since yeah, exactly. That. So you. that's the eldest water company who sponsored the show, and I'm drinking the rosé, which we've run out of now. I had a few <coughs> bottles, and I'm, I've sacrificed myself for having the rosé. Nobody seems to like it, to be fair. But I've drunk is it rosé or rose? Oh no! You need the uh, what they call the umlaut. Or what's no, the, the umlaut is the two dots. I oh, think it's just the accent, isn't it? I can't accent, remember the yeah. term. So but rose water. Yeah. Oh, it's rose water. Rose. Why have we been saying rose all this time? Freudian <laughs> slip. A hint, a hint of. Especially booze. me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say you're not even a, a drinker. Oh, at all. lucky! Come on, I've got to teach you correct deportment. Oh, sorry. Just remind me not to put my feet on the table while you're on. Uh, so here we are. So your name have we started first off. Already? Yes, we have started. Oh, have we? Okay. Um, like for rambling. <coughs> Crystal. My Ge- name's Genesis. Crystal Genesis, yeah. How did it come about? My <laughs> name? Well, um, <coughs> well, I was born um, in London. Um, Which part? <coughs> Brixton. Brixton. Yeah. yeah, Brixton. Well, kind of between Brixton and Oval. I don't know if anyone knows Brixton quite well, but there's a really long road called Brixton Road. So I grew up kind of around there. And then most of my family, like extended family, lived in central Brixton. So I basically spent all my time from when I was born to like teenage years hanging out there because obviously when you grow up in London you're not like when you're 10 you're not going in central London yeah, on your course, own yeah. sort of thing so it's very much like small different sort of yeah. town like small villagey type things well Brixton's a massive place yeah. but yeah that's kind of where I grew up so my dad came over from Jamaica and my mum was born here she's half Jamaican half English so that's where the name came from <laughs> hang on so where did the name come from no it's just a Jamaican name oh really yeah oh, so okay. my dad's Jamaican my mum's Jamaican English Oh, okay. So what's your dad's name? I'm, I'm just giving away my da- his name's Kelroy, but he, he died a long time ago. Oh. So it's not here anymore. I oh, know. No, I'm joking. Sorry. No, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, it was a long time ago. So. But still, I don't <laughs> think you ever... You don't ever get over that, I'm sure. No, no, no. not Well, yeah. you sort of... No, I don't think you get over death, but I think you learn... The brain copes with it more. It, yeah, exactly. It. It's not as painful as it was in the beginning. No. But that was a while ago. I was I like t- 16. I said so. to somebody the other day, oh God, every time I go to talk about spirituality, you have to sort of deviate from it. About but what, sorry? We were talking about spirituality anyway. Yeah. Let's yeah. just pretend you carry an energy around you, right? Just go with it for the yeah. sake of the argument. We do no, we're going exactly... Oh, yeah, with our mint and gold. My, I've got my gold yes, plates. I'm never going to age again. <laughs> Once the LSD kicks in. <laughs> but um, we were talking about spirituality and everyone having their own energy and whatever. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about like what colours do what. And I was explaining to somebody that you would think black is the worst colour because it's black and it's not. It's actually grey because grey is a non-acceptance of a problem. Black is the first level. It's like crying. Mm. It's the first... It's where you start. Now, it's part of the, if you start crying... 
the world will take care of the rest. You've right. just, cause you, that's what you've released kind of thing. And I was thinking about when you've lost somebody, I said like, and it referenced somebody dying, like the McCanns with a kid. Mm. That's worse than the child dying, yeah, is to not know, know, to carry that grave. Because you can't start the process mm. because you always think it might not have happened. Is that why people wear black, Helen? Is it all connected to that, do you think? I think that's probably just more psychology after that. But yeah, um, <laughs> mourning, I mean, if you took it right back, you could probably go back to times where, you know, I mean, when Greek uh, people, I don't know if they still do it now, like anything, all traditions are gone. But when you see little old late, um, Greek women wearing black, once mm. a husband dies, they have to wear black forever. For the lives, yeah. So black mourning, black death. It probably goes back to some I suppose religion it's or something. There's an association of vibrancy with most colours. Mm. Yeah. And so because black is kind of a void colour. Yeah. Mm. It isn't I mean it's that's that thing, isn't it? The trick question of is what colour you know, yeah, white it? and black aren't technically colours. Have you seen then that it's come out in the last couple of years, the blackest black. It's now become art. Oh, I've forgotten the name of it. The Can blackest you, black. No. But Vanta Black. Right. So no, this will what is mess... This a, is it a telly show? A no, film? No, this is a type of black. Oh, okay. It's so like, weird. Sorry, why am I like like talking about telly? Is it TV? No. <laughs> <laughs> if I... If I the Netflix age. Yeah, I know totally. Thing. It's so bad. What happens is, right, if I give you a black piece of paper there, mm. l- light reflects off it because it's just flat black. It's dark, but light still reflects yeah, off it. Yeah, yeah. This Vanta Black, it's a type of... It's not even, it's not, it's almost a natural thing where it's hollow, um, uh, like, um, uh, what do they call it? What do you call the spirals? The helix? <coughs> oh, well, like, no, we um, need more, it, two syllables. It's a, it's a, so like it's a, black, a is it the blackest black? Basically? No, no, imagine a cone, right? Well, you know, a, like a birthday hat, a triangle hat. Yeah. Turn cone. it upside down. Yeah. Right. As the light hits it, the light goes in. So it's almost like it's, a black hole there. Yeah, but it's more, it's not almost like a. a it's, yeah, it's, it absorbs the light that goes in because it's constantly, it's got millions of these things. So when the light hits it, no, there's no reflection. It absorbs in. So, right, see, I told you we needed a mic. What did I say to you before we start? So um, if you put it down, it looks like a hole, even though it's right there in front of you. So this is something that was kind of newly discovered recently. Yeah, I don't know where they got it from, but it, ha- it came from like 10 years ago. And then the, the military bought it for their planes. Oh, so okay, what yeah. was happening, people were seeing the planes and in like Nevada when they first started painting them and thought, thinking there was something weird because all they were seeing is a hole in the sky move across because the light doesn't reflect off anything because it's mm. cones. Yeah. It just goes in. So now there's an artist who sort of paints with it where, mate, when you, you put it on a wall and there is a hole, your brain is saying there's a hole. Wow. Or I think he was had a room where it was all painted on the floor and people wouldn't artists, go in. Do you know what artist is doing that? Because it reminds me of, <clears throat> although this artist is like long dead, but it reminded me when I first saw Rothko painting. You know, you've got the Rothko room in the Tate. <clears throat> and I was just so like taken by it. But I remember thinking, oh yeah, because a lot of his stuff towards the end of his life were all black, was all black. Okay. And I'm just thinking, oh yeah, it's all black. But then I was speaking to a friend and he was like, no, there's like so <laughs> many different types of black. Oh, sorry, they have the room where, it's it's where all the lights are dimmed, yeah. aren't they? Now. It kind of reminds me of that, all these different sorry, like, the levels of black. Sorry, the amateurishly. Who? What is? I thought the Vanta Black. Oh, oh okay. right. Oh, that was at the Shapeshifters as well, wasn't it? The Hayward exhibition we had a... Right, well, that's enough well, because it's anyway, a terrible sorry. podcast and it's talking sorry. to me and got a mic. But yeah, if you just even Google it, you can <laughs> half sort of see... Back to your cupboard. You can half sort of see it, even from the pictures. You go, wow, that looks really weird. Um yeah. I, f- I feel like that's a sa- health and safety hazard. People are going to be walking, you know, yeah, there's like going to be holes. People, and people like, oh, do want to go into the room because your brain is saying there is a hole there. 
do not. But we, want I think to that's it. the that's the thing you fear it is a void. It's the emptiness. Mm. It's what death is, isn't it? Mm, it's that definitely. void. If yeah. you if you don't believe that there's anything beyond but this, but the life, thing is with spirituality, the it's you, they use this right. So when you're a baby, you don't know about the world, but you grip on to staying where you've just come from. Yeah, you, there's no psychology. You are literally gripping onto life by staying in the womb. And now you've come out of it, you would not <laughs> at all want to go back. If you say, right, you can go back to, no, no, it's the most horrific thing. So death is just that again. Yeah. And this thing that you call you, that you've learned, that you're yeah. inside for back, you grip onto it. Like, I, no, I don't want to die in me. That's bullshit. It's not you. You'll go there and they look back and go, Christ, we used to just fucking getting up, work, money, the, the stresses. Happy Sunday, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's a good thing because the, the other... But I'm not getting the spirituality, so let's forget that. Um, so the, your podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, right, so how many questions? Are, right, so the, how did, firstly, how did, so it's the Stance podcast. Yeah, it's called Stance, with, yeah. Oh, I keep forgetting her name. So it's with Hetta Feltz. Hetta yeah. Feltz. She's based in San Francisco. How did you, what was the start of it? Well, You worked we, for the BBC? I used to work, yeah, I worked, used to work for the BBC as a journalist, trained as a journalist, and also um, studied uh, a master's in global history. So I was always really interested in like international themes, perspectives, and just different ways of looking at it yeah. from your kind of like tiny view of the world. Mm. And um, I was working for the BBC in Washington, D.C. And then my friend Hetafel was moving to San Francisco. Oh, so you were over there. I was over there oh, already. Okay. But short stint, I was only there for six months. And then um, I was going to San Francisco. So I saw her and we were like talking about stuff and, you know, lots was going on in the world, lots of change, technology and new voices and but also some of it a lot of it was quite worrying what was going on as well we felt it was quite worrying what about year is like this trump and stuff 17 16 yeah 17 wait where are we now yeah so this is like late 2016 because your podcast what second year it's now? the second year in january which i cannot believe i'm just basically chasing mad, it we're yeah. chasing it we love it it's great um but there's so many more things that we want to do you know but so yeah it's going really well. yeah so this was kind of autumn 2016 and then I came back, I think it was around autumn. Anyway, so around that time when we started the podcast, autumn 2016. And then within a couple of months, we'd released the, the, the But the you're together at this one. time. No, no, no. Sorry. This is when we were separate. So oh. we were deciding like, oh, we should do something together. And then it was just kind of like in the air, you know, and you kind of think that. And then you're going to, you know, it's a kind of Blue natural sky. thing. Well, yeah, well, we kind of knew we wanted to do something, but we weren't sure. We were waiting for the right time. Mm. And then... Trump had been elec elected, Brexit had, and just because of the misinformation and the hate was my <laughs> our main issue with it. And then we decided to do something to counteract it and use, you know, speak to amazing people. We're just basically a funnel, really, for great people or people not that we don't even necessarily agree with as well. It's like a mix of different people who are just bringing new perspectives, interesting. So how analysis. does it play out, sort of technically? What are you yeah, doing? So we are you just bringing something each to the table, then getting it mixed? Yeah, so, um, so Stance is an arts, culture, and current affairs podcast. You decide on a theme. Yeah. Right. So we have so it's the first of every month, and then we've got this mid-month strand, which is a bit more experimental, which I'll talk to you about later. But um, is that the new one you were talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, the one at the Atlanta. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so we do a kind of big topic, which we might look at, which is kind of sometimes influenced by what's going on as well. But sometimes it can be random. But normally it's kind of pegged to something. So it might be like borders real and borders real and imagined, or we might look at voting power of the people, or we might look at you know sex in a kind of digital age from a female perspective and how that's changing. 
Um, we'll look at so many different things and then we'll take four or five different takes on that um, from like academics to people actually doing stuff to more like unusual ways of looking at it through like objects as opposed to um, traditional ways of looking at stories. So that's a kind of random thing and we so approach that in different ways. you say you go do your thing and I'll do mine and then bring it together? It yeah, well we have kind of editorial meetings and we think it, what are kind of interesting lines, what are things that people are not really talking about or if you read an article, what are the questions that you're thinking about or if the way that someone structured an article, you'd be like, oh, I would look at it this way, actually, as opposed to the points that they've pulled yeah. out. So we'll do it like that. And then we'll have a big interview of someone that we really, really like. So it might be like um, award-winning actor Riz Ahmed or Grammy-nominated musician uh, Kieran Hebden or the political campaigner Gina Miller, poet Kate Tempest. So it's like a real mix. It's people who are in arts, culture, Current who does all your editing world. then? Do you, do you we do a lot of it. Okay. We also have uh, an amazing woman called Rachel Porter who works with us now, who helps. And then we, um, a very, very old friend of mine who I've known since I was like two, a guy called Robert Tate. We record it in his studio, so he helps too. Um, and then Hetal will be by you Skype. record it in the studio? We record it in his studio. So we record oh, the podcast. Okay. Yeah, so she's kind of via Skype. And then she's also recording it down her line. It's proper DIY, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, we patch it together. Oh, so okay. she then sends the files that she's right. actually recording in good quality. The Skype's just so we know yeah, everything yeah, yeah, yeah. is. And obviously on different lines, tracks, I'm getting really technical now. <laughs> but um, And then we put it all together. Oh. So it's a lot of work. And we do lots of pieces where we go out, interview those different people, script it, put sound, archive. So it is a lot of work. What have you liked most about it so far? I mean, it's quite varied. Do you know but what? It is wide-ranging. It's true. What I like about it is that... I'm getting to meet so many interesting people who are actually doing stuff. Yeah. People who are doing stuff who are then inspiring people or just giving people different ideas or helping people find things that might be their passion. It's just about like learning new things. And for us, like just being a bit more sort of like globally aware, but also having fun with it as well. It's not like super serious. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, I think <laughs> I was, say that, but maybe it is a bit. I think my expectation when I first read about it, I thought, oh, is this going to be, I'm going to do the typical man here thing and think, oh, is this just going to be a bunch of women telling me how awful I am? Yeah. But actually, it's not that at all. It's not, it doesn't seem to be anti- no. Anything. I think it look. Do you know what I think? Like again, this is what we're pe we're playing into like challenging stereotypes. I think if you look at it, you've got like two women, one brown, one black woman, being like, we want to try and like blah blah blah. You know, arts, culture, current affairs, diverse global perspectives. But and I think if you judge it initially, you might think it's like that. But actually, as soon as you listen, it's completely. It's not an Very echo much. chamber at yeah. all. We're yeah. not really aligned to any politically. We're totally independent. If anything, it's like progressive, I suppose. Um, but we're listening to loads of different views about what that means. So um, yeah, no, we have everyone speak as well, but. Uh, we kind of reordered the hierarchy, have really. You so we have on mostly. Trump on the last yeah, podcast? well, the first one, the first one we actually released. So we released three at the same time. Yeah. In three months, we were just working like so hard coming up to Christmas, and when um, in time for January the twentieth, I think, in two thousand and seventeen, when Trump was elected, and so I looked at. I don't know if you remember, but around the time that he's been, when he won the election, everyone was talking about that demagogue and all this kind of stuff, this demagogue. And I was like, I really want to explore that word and find out a bit more about it. So we did a whole piece about the history of the demagogue. And as opposed to looking to like the classic demagogues like Hitler and things like that, which is, you know, totally true. We looked at more kind of unusual examples of people who 
I might not think are demagogues, but other people might. So kind of, again, just like challenging stereotypes and just learnt experiences of living in Do you different, know, you know, these oh, demagogue, what's the etymology of that? D D demos God, I should people. Well, demo, demos would be people, people, yeah. people that, and then that. gog would be, I don't know. Yeah, but a, 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 but a thingy of people, the people. I should it? know this. See, he's listened to it. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's someone who, a leader of the people or something. Oh, it is people then. Yeah, a leader of the people, but it's definitely a negative or for the people, by the people, like someone who thinks that they are. But that's the opposite. I was thinking it can't be people because it wouldn't be used for him. But the idea is that they just be say the opposite, what be oligarchs. They say, say that what they speak. Yeah, yeah, they say that people want to hear, and they've got a particular way of like giving people information, making people laugh. I, know, I never watch news. Like I don't have a TV. I don't read newspapers. I never have. I don't know who's who and what. You probably have whatever. That's probably shaved. But, uh, giving you ten more years <laughs> of life. <laughs> yeah, <that's> stressing constantly. <laughs> but recently, I saw some NBC, and then I sort of like went on a bit a binge of watching it, and it was like um, it's like a circus. Not the circus that way, but just the fox. And then let's be. And then I started looking at Trump's <coughs> speeches, and I'm fascinated by people. Mm. And I started doing what I did when I worked in nightclubs, when because I've always been experimenting with people since I was a kid. And I would literally, I know somebody's lying to me, and then I'd look at their face as they're lying, because I know a lot of what you learn is um, I, not the patterns and the cadence of your talk. There's a lot of stuff that comes in that I don't know I'm picking up on, so I just have to see stuff, and then it just goes in somewhere. So when I know people were lying to me, I'd talk to them and say so. Oh, really? Oh, my God. So what happened? Mm. And then I'd look at their face as I know they're lying to me. And I've started sort of the weird perversion. I've started doing it with um, Trump and Sarah Sanders to go, like, what is she, how does, that's what a face looks like when it's struggling to lie. Yeah. <laughs> and you just see her face has just become what she is inside, just this misery. But she is a, she is a spin doctor. I, don't, I think that's sort of yeah, what her job is. Yeah, you no, I mean, no, that's what she does. But <coughs> it's the fact of she constantly Lying. has to deviate from questions and answer stuff and move on and I'm thinking I'm watching the stress play out of like what does that do to your spirit to have to constantly yeah. just and then to it's like once in a year something's gone wrong we have to lie about it but just constantly, constantly. And, like, and that's why I think that was the part of the reason why we were really interested in doing the podcast I think that the world was going slightly mad obviously in loads of places in the world it's been completely mad for ages and been a nightmare for everyone else we're obviously aware of that but in terms of like so close to home things that we thought resolved or like you know it was kind of shocking and then we realized that actually the people who should be like trying to tell the truth no one has any integrity whatsoever yeah, and fail. also in lots of spaces as well where people are the ones who are traditionally like serving media to us and things like that so many people who work in that world are amazing i'm definitely not like oh anti-mainstream yeah. media it's much more complex than that not at all but a lot of people who are running the show have literally like zero awareness they're not up to date on anything yeah. that's happening at all because they're too busy looking up they're looking down yeah. because they've worked their way up so i think that is what we found and that's why things were communicated so badly you know so badly and that's why we realized we need to do this and that's the great thing about podcasts really as well is that it actually can give you a platform and it could can be successful yeah i think the, the, the problem is now is like we're talking about how why they put the magazine together and i did it the long way around because the world it didn't exist in the world the way i wanted to do it because i believe that you don't need all these contracts why don't people just work together what what am i missing here but everyone thinks you need something to make something happen but then what happens is you get entrenched in doing certain things and then you think when people have been around doing something long enough, you think you need all the rules that I've learned to do something. And it's so simple. Like everything's the been over The podcasts have taken a while. They've been around for a long time, mm. but I think it's only in the last sort of four or five years I've that they've said before this podcast, I went to the BBC 10 years ago, twice I've been there, to tell them to, about putting a podcast. They were not 
like an interest. I spoke to someone about mine. What are you talking about? Well. What are you but talk? when I was actually no, working there, I said, just do radio. But I think, I think, you know, it's again, the like, it's of not what a really, is. yeah. And I think BBC is great in so many ways. But I just think with big organisations, um, things just move quite slowly, I suppose. Yeah, they're going to catch up. And then they, <laughs> when they started doing the podcast, I thought, are oh, you bastard? And then when. But someone's going to take the risk. No, yeah, one, no, no one ever gets fired for saying no. But then when they. I tell them about not editing it and why you don't edit things because you make it difficult for the people behind you who think you have to edit and then everyone becomes a bit fake because you, nobody's brave enough to just not edit um, and then that's they, true and then at the end of some of their shows they've started doing unedited versions I'm thinking you fucking why do you yeah they quite often do uh, you know even on something simple like the Kermode and Mayo podcast mm. they have bits either end where it's just freewheeling and them two yeah. bickering and <laughs> most of the time but I was saying this is that you've got to you've, you have to be like I've said before when people don't sometimes don't want to come on the show because they say well can we just take out certain things. I say, but what are you afraid of? You're scared of having the facade you know of what you create. <clears throat> no, do you know what? I think maybe it's just because, why do why are people, okay, so it's I was, the, even though me coming, uh, no, actually I have done a few lives before, but I was like, oh, maybe, you know, if you like forget things, I think that's what it is. No. But actually, that's another thing I suppose that maybe we're learning more and more and more is that if you, this whole idea of assuming that you know stuff or that it will be great, everything. I think it's people getting to a place now where you should just admit that you don't know something because people are just calling but you out 24 yeah. 7. I've always so said. So just say you just don't know. So I think we're still maybe there's that hangover of like, we should know stuff, we should be this, you know, if you're getting us into stuff. I don't think it's not even know because some people want to edit things they've said and they say, well, I can't do it because it's unedited. But what? It's okay, I strip it away and go. Everyone carries that hologram. I'm I'm 15% better than I present myself to be. But what are you scared oh, of? But I'm it is a bit. No, but it is a bit not cringe. being perfect. Yeah. Because That's you're true, not going to say who's racist. Cr- it it is a bit cringe, like when you get things like mixed up. Because sometimes on the podcast, like I've oh. had done pronunciations that are wrong, and I'm like, oh, this is <laughs> right, so but bad. This is my point. But actually. Um, when I really think about it, I don't really care that much. Like exactly. I make some mistakes. Like everyone does. Also, you're not like I'm not that important. Like no one really cares that much. And I think that's another thing you have to realise. Actually, no one really gives it. But it's more important than you're saying because you, that worry that you had for whatever reason that anyone has is only there because the people before you didn't take the risk of being normal. Everything was edited. But yeah. it's hard. And now we're the first well ones. Media. But, but now we, we we relax and now you can talk on normally on the podcast. And people behind you then go younger people go. Oh, actually, I feel a bit like that. Yeah. You're, I'm you not, can I'm bend clumsy. the rules and it I'm can be... Perfect. Yeah, because that's how, we, that's how we are. So, But what I'm saying way, is you, you didn't stuff. inherit that freedom. They didn't take that risk for whatever reason. And it was, sometimes it's understandable. But you, why, why I said that it had to be uncensored, uncut, anything, is because you have to go, oh, Theo swears a bit too much. Oh, somebody's a bit clumsy. Oh, he walks in, he's always late. And then you go, yeah, it's all right to be a normal human being. When I sometimes but that's what people want, I think. With but that's what I'm saying. That's, that's why but that's, people like It's a responsibility. Yeah. You have to be brave and be honest. And sometimes, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to swear or didn't. Yeah. But then the people behind you go, oh, I don't have to be perfect to do stuff. And then it makes it okay. Because if you don't, and I've had people that say I won't do it because of whatever reason, I think in my head, you're abusing the younger people behind you because you're saying, unless it's perfect... I'm not, but then you're making it harder for them who think I can't do it because I have to be perfect and I'm not. But I think that I think that younger people are less afraid mm. of putting themselves out there but because, because they've grown up like their this. whole life has been is Curated. you know the film. Yeah, exactly. They've had their parents filming them. You know, Facebook is what ten years old. Now? I so wonder. People are just that was interesting. Did you see they were talking about that on the news? Oh, you no. would have known it. But they were talking about <laughs> which I've been thinking about for ages actually. But how like all these young kids whose parents have documented all their lives, and obviously I've done the odd picture. I'm not. I've not rinsed it at all. But like oh, yeah. you know, some people do the whole thing. And you just think actually, 
that's the not legality. Good, you know, when you're older, imagine if you don't even like your parents as well, and you've just seen they put all this stuff up. And yeah, I've been saying for about five years. Weird, like, surely it? that's illegal. Like, you yeah. can't take pictures. It must of be in terms of like. I, but if your parents, see, that's the thing. That's the way. But there will I think be they're looking at changing the law. I think there will be as well. Because they're saying in the future, your privacy will be a commodity. Like, it will be. Oh, he hasn't got like a, we don't know all, everything about him. Like that will become a valuable thing, and privacy companies will pop up to get rid of your past. So you can un also the thing as well, which you see now, which is slightly different thing. But like when people are 16 or 15 they say and do silly things yeah. because they're young and I think sometimes it's a shame that people are judged so harshly on that obviously there are like massive things that you shouldn't do that yeah, are like super somebody. worrying <laughs> yeah. yeah but if someone says something a bit stupid you know what it's like when people are young I think yeah. that's another thing there's this moral high ground which is like oh you, you know and then someone's like 24 they're in the public eye and well, then they pull out gun, some tweet it? or whatever and you just think mm. Obviously, but, but, it's not great, but you but also think, come on, you know what we're like. Mm. Come on, 16-year-olds. But that's what show it, off as well to your like, friends. Yeah, totally. Also, uh, but that's what I was just saying, though. It's okay to not be perfect, but we didn't inherit it. The fact that we had the fake, everything sterile. You have to be perfect. It's breaking down social barriers. Yes. I mean, that's happened. That happened is had been happening before the internet, but it's always going to be down Slightly. the scales, isn't it? So. Although before we started the podcast, to counteract what I'm saying, we are going in the opposite direction where people don't care anymore. Whether it's in the cinema or in music, it is, look how grimy and shitty I am and I don't care. Yeah, but I think there's, you know, expressing, that's, that's a different, because you're inviting people in to share in the podcast. And so I think if you, the more honest you are, the more free you are with it. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like somebody authentic. in the cinema, they don't give a shit now. Put your feet up. Let's have a seat. Put your feet yeah, but up. Yeah, that's just being rude and gross, isn't it? Now, I mean, you know. But that's what I'm saying. It's gone too far. <laughs> so now people actually don't aspire. So I've got against everything I've just said. But no, but I think there's there different. A normal. Yeah, but there are different. That's a different. So you know, you're in the room with them. Whereas with a podcast, you're letting them into, you know, you're not going in. They're not coming in here. You, and if we all had our feet up on the yourself. desk and eating smelly food, they probably wouldn't want to come in. Yeah. But they're inviting us in. You know, they're bringing us Talking into their Talking about home. selling stuff online. I wish people, well, I can't really say it. I don't know the legalities of saying this, but there's a just, company. Just say the company. That it rhymes with the word. No, don't do that. Okay, okay, that numbers and word. So there's a company yes. where you can get your genetic line cheat. You know, right, okay. It's got a number in it. I'm just going to say, everyone knows it. But anyway. I don't. <laughs> but, so you send this thing off. It costs 100 quid. Yeah. And you, uh, you you spit in a cup or whatever it is you, you do. You talk about like a DNA thing? Yeah, DNA. Okay. I'm yeah. trying to keep away from the words in case I say it. But um, there's one big, the biggest company, and uh, you spit in it and you come in and say, oh, yeah, you're part Ethiopian, you're part of this and that and that. Right. Firstly, some people sent it away two weeks later and you get a different result. So that's there you go. So it's really? straight away. Yeah, because it's just, it's not yeah, scientifically. It's really hard to be able to do it. I was listening to a podcast about that, actually. The reason why as well is because when you look at historically how countries, for instance, like empires and stuff, how they've made borders. Mm -hmm. And when they're like, oh, if you're, for instance, Ghanaian, how do you know when that border was made? And like, actually, some of these places have, have like hundreds and hundreds of different This is being lines, done in your just, bedroom. It's just too hard to be able to yeah, do it. Especially in it's not hermetically sealed. It, the, where the, the transportation, what's this plastic? It's not a scientific Yeah, but thing. they're not going to come to your house. And but <laughs> there's a bigger problem, which is what I'm going to get to. But this it's not all bad, though, is it? It is. Is it? Yeah, because the thing is... Actually, I'm going to name the name. I'm just, no, no, because I'm just talking <laughs> about can, what it you is. You can name the name. I, I should have referenced the article. Anyway, so... Okay. No, all right. So, like you spit in it. it. It's a bit of fun. Spit in it. Find out where you come from. Arbitrary. You know, mm. do it two weeks later. You're going to get different results. Anyway. So, who's it by? You know, somebody that cares about sort of genetic lines, is it a VS Ramachandran, is it a neurological thing? No. It's one of the co-founders of Google. The, well, I can say her name, Annie, I can't remember her surname. 
and uh, they're saying it's nothing to do with connect collecting information, um, you know, genetic information or anything like that. It was like 500 quid. It's gone down to £99. But apparently the co-founder of Google really cares about people care finding out about the genetic line. But it's not through collecting information on your DNA or what your heart problems are going to be. You know, DNA will be the, this the next yeah. information. It's the next email address. It's the next privacy thing. Um, and somebody said, okay, well, that's a big... because." Just to understand, when you are sending that off, you data. sign off your DNA. It isn't. It's like Facebook. When you feel these, what am I today? What yeah. number do you feel like today? All you're doing is sending them information about your profile of how you think, and they change it. You know what? What? Um, uh, if if you were a, a Hollywood character, what one would you be? Um, so out of ten, what about this? And then you, oh look, I'd be Audrey Hepburn. All you then, like, but what you do is you fill them out ten times but a that's year how it and they click the profile. With Cambridge Analytica. As yeah, well. same thing. Asking that's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah, but that's I just keep saying, don't fill those things out. You're you're filling it because you've done that twenty times and they've got a profile. So now you start to get ang things angled at you. Yeah, the time. it is to sell you something. But, but yeah, but I understand. But the thing is now, but really people should. But it should be easier for people to know this kind of stuff. And really, it's not. yeah. I mean, it's still. That's should cost thing, thousands it of should pounds. Be, you know, but you government don't should need be protecting it. people a lot more, you know. And what you're doing, you're selling your you're selling half the DNA information from your children and quarter from your grandchildren. And you go, and what's the payoff? Some arbitrary test that sort of tells you something. But you do understand you're you're selling your DNA information. Like I don't think people have quite understood what you're doing with that. And somebody wrote, well, so it's a co-founder of Google. It's not some guy who cares about sociology. It's a co-founder of Google getting ahead of the game. Mm. And um they're saying, well, what did Google say about themselves when they first started? And they said, well, this won't. This isn't about we data. We don't do connection. evil. We don't do yeah. That's a slogan. That's a slogan. Yeah, we don't don't be evil. But um, they started. And they had a the spokesperson was saying, um, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's not a data collecting thing. We promise not to. And then they got become billionaires and ambiguity got in. Well, what does privacy actually mean? And now it's just pure selling your start your details. But I, I'm generally not worried about. It. I'm just. So what if they know okay, about my... Okay, say that. It's like the I Fitbit. I was talking about the Fitbit. Right. I think that, Collecting know, all the information. Right. It's so about how it's... It's about how, how your stuff's yeah. stored. So in yeah. 40 and years... And that being clear and you being able to opt out of that easily but you're not. without making it near impossible. But that DNA thing, that's, yeah. you've sold it already. It's there. It's, so let's say the Fitbit watch, Apple watch, whatever. Yeah. Constantly, heartbeat, what do you do through the day? That's selling information about how you live your life. That's what it, your heart beats and how you are. So when you go for a job in the future and it's a high pressure job, that information is there about how many, how many. It's funny you're talking about this because it reminds me because when we did this piece recently called, called we spoke to this guy called um, Dr. Martin Moore and he wrote this book called Democracy Hacked. He's also academic at King's and he was talking all about this. These are different ways that it can go. So what you're talking about looks a bit kind of like platform democracy for allowing all platforms. But again, the problem with that is that we've, if, we've, if we work with just these small like apps and things like that, we're then trapped and it's really, really complicated to get out. But then there's like rehack democracy where we take control and people take control. And there's obviously surveillance democracy like what you have in places like China and Singapore and things like that. So there are interesting ways that yeah, we can go. We're, 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 what we're doing is we're sitting back and thinking things aren't going to be that bad, so it's fine for now. But it's like the Facebook thing. Well, what, we're just filling out stuff. Who cares? They know my email address. And you go, no. Because what happens is, in the future, you get specifically targeted adverts for you. And they're going to get a lot worse. So they're talking about, so the adverts in the future will be, um, you can't just skip, skip over adverts anymore. It will be monitoring your eye line. You have mm -hmm. to actually look at that advert but then it becomes like you mentioned before an echo chamber because it gives you more of what you want mm -hmm. so then before you know it 
I'm sitting there and now every advert to me is specifically designed to what age of women does he always, his eye always go to? Mm. Um, now, what colour of person is it? Does he go for the person with the brown hair or the brown Is he the person with the sports car on the back or a classic car on the back? So eventually, when a Coca-Cola advert goes out, you get somebody that's specifically designed to whatever you is you like, and it knows when you're looking at things, and it knows that sometimes you Google things at certain times, and it knows that you're on a, you've, you've, you've put a sad song on the internet, so now it sends you stuff about dating yeah. sites. Digital or advertising chocolate. is here's so complicated. Bar. I don't even know much about yeah. it. But and then it'll say, here's a chocolate bar because you're probably depressed. But also, if and you look at like um, algorithms and things like that, we did a piece in, um, a while ago, before the Google manifesto broke and all of that, when we were looking at um, all the problems in Silicon Valley, like racial and also gendered, because it's just so blokey and a yeah. particular type of bloke as well and these are the people that are all making algorithms for everyone else and there's this group called um ai for good which is um started by this woman called faith by a person called faith Lee at stanford university and also melinda gates and they have been doing loads of research it shows that they're all racist without even meaning to yeah, do it all yeah. this unconscious bias so this is then impacting when people search things so if you search i think that if you search you know, something like criminal teenage or something. Loads of black children will come up if you search mm. nice teenage. Yeah. We talked about it in the podcast. I can't remember all the details exactly what you'll search. But, you know, this has like such a big impact. But again, there are so many interesting groups where people are actually trying to do things about this. So would it not then be better that it is allowing people to have more impact indirectly in what they're seeing? Because then you've not got it being decided for you. Isn't it not better? But it's a little fight back compared to what you're fighting. Yeah, and this yeah. is the start. Martin was talking a bit about that as well. Like individual countries now. Because Google, did you see that report? I think they, I think they're they making made a that version for China, aren't you they? Put, yeah, they're doing all of that. But I think in terms of the amount of money that they made, billions and billions. And the problem is some countries don't even have that much money. They don't make that much money if you're talking in the world. So um, you need big big like groups like the EU and things like that to then try and counteract that because they're so powerful. He told me an example about how Spain, the government of Spain wanted to make Google pay for like clips or something that they used to promote the service. And they said, well, we'll just shut Google or something like that. (laughs) So that's why you need kind of power in numbers really. And collaboration. These are all adverts and it's not the downside of all that. The really bad bit is you're going to get specifically targeted things to you, which tell you what you want to hear. So what happens then? It's like inbreeding. You become more and more ignorant until Mm -hmm. you're only seeing what you want to see. And then you hate, Everyone, and because they can manipulate what you see, they can now make you be angry at things that you wouldn't be angry about, but because they know how to pinpoint you specifically. Like basically, what happened with kind of Trump campaign? Yeah, and that's now. So now you put in DNA, your genetic DNA, that they will then read and say, "Well, this person's predisposed to heart so don't give him that job in that law firm." Well, now you're not in control. Things like that, which yeah, I've been. (laughs) Someone was telling me about this the other day, but how that will then impact on people who have like health insurance and things like that, and they'll be like, "Oh, you've only done this amount of walking, and your insurance is going to." go up and like that kind of thing who knows whether whether that's happening or not i don't know maybe it is but um it, it, all, it's it good to think about all these different questions but, yeah, but again but it's not i don't think it's all like yeah well i'm not saying fight the world include. my problem with it is don't do it for fun don't sell your dna for fun yeah. if you're gonna try to well it might be used but we're trying to use it for cancer is it okay but then some people What's the are interested you they want to, to go, know yeah. you know people i don't think anyone's but your dna you're selling I, I think the i think the issue is that yeah i think it needs to be clear what's going to then happen with once you spin yeah, this cup and turn it off to be and i think people are clear about that yeah 
obviously the reams and reams of you know like it's like the Apple terms mm. and conditions don't they they go on forever and ever and yeah, ever yeah so they're and great because no one's going to read them so exactly much. but I think there obviously needs to come you know legislation is always catching up with innovation mm. so I think they need to look at that and say okay if you spit in this cup you know that doesn't mean you can't contract outside of the law that's what a lot of these companies are trying to do but also I think people who like make these policies and laws these lawmakers need to have more balls as well to be honest I think a lot of them don't but also but then you also I know and I hate that because for instance like Nick Clegg and now he's working for like Facebook or whatever and it's just like they all do it they all do it loads of people used to work in BBC's Millbank they're now working for like the Conservative like everything's just all so it's tied in icky. politics <laughs> is tied into big and I think business. it's just it's because money. if you it's, and it's also just because if you all come from kind of slightly similar backgrounds yeah. these worlds are small you know I'm in a radio background mm-hmm. and it is small so imagine if you were in a background where you go to school together or you met at university mm-hmm. you know these are like networks a friend of and you'll just have I don't mean them necessarily in a sinister way I think it's just quite natural if you like yeah. grow up in a certain area just no, someone's in politics, someone's in media, someone's in tech, and kind of like that's how it works. And I think that's why they maybe don't realize some of these people who are in these positions don't realize the impact because they're so close to it. You know, but the the big problem is you, th- there's no um, like a friend of mine. He's been into the House of Parliament, and he says it reminded me of being at university. It's the same leather, it's the same wood, it's the same rules, the same old school feeling things. So you, you're in a hermetically sealed environment from a kid to a job so you don't know you're the worst person for imparting laws on the rest of the country and it's so such a big lie like it's so ridiculous that it's just the norm you go why are you imparting rules that you don't abide by like i think russell brand said he's saying if we're to believe what they're saying they want their kids to go to school with the black kids they want the black family living on the same street or are they trying to get to that world or do they just actually quite like the way the world is? I, so they're either so fighting... To like, do you mean like people in like tech companies or governments? Politicians. Like, I mean, people, yeah. you, are you like, really that egalitarian that you're fighting for us all to be equal? Or is life actually pretty good and you just yeah. want to keep the spate plates spinning over there? Because we can. We'll all get together. I said the best way of making schools better is by mixing all the posh kids with it. They'll soon get better then, mate. They'll soon get better. Yeah, there's an interesting podcast but about that, actually. At I the moment, your life's yeah. great over there and you live in South Kensington and behind the door and your kids are going to school and they're going to go to school and they're over there. So isn't everything good? So are you really fighting to make us all be part of the same thing? Because surely aren't you just trying to keep things the same the way they are? Because that's all politics. It's spinning the plate. I knew an old guy. He said to me, um, I said, I was, when I didn't know anything about life, I started watching TV and <laughs> trying to figure out poli- what politicians were. And I watched uh, like Question Time, listened to the BBC, oh, Question, Question Time. time. And it's I was talking point. to them. And he, this Just old guy said to me, <laughs> oh, fucking Question Time. He went, what are they talking about? Immigration, tax and race? And I went, yeah. He said, they've been doing that for 30 fucking years. Yeah. And I was thinking, Christ, yeah, if you just slowed it down and had to take in a whole lifetime, you would go... Why are we still talking about these same things? And the terrible years? thing about when they're talking about things like that, for instance, race, is it's so basic. And then they're just and then people will just like take it to take it to something that you're not even talking about or your words get twisted. Yeah. That's why so many people now don't want to go on those places. But this is on the those problem. Things because there's just no the point. You can't actually have a proper discussion. I had this no. thing and people are getting annoyed at me about it, but I stick to it. <laughs> and it's that when people say you don't vote, you've got no voice. If you vote, I don't take your opinion seriously. Because you literally keep the plates spinning. It's nothing's going to change. Because what you have with politics and big business, as of now, is a Gordian knot. It is completely knotted. So you don't vote. So the revolution starts here. No, no, but see, you're saying that, but it's a big... Listen to what I'm (coughs) saying, though. When you've come from a certain 
background yeah. and you've looked up and you see everything's tied in to everything else from the bottom to the prime minister and across, the whole thing is completely knotted. And people said to me, why don't you run for politics? Because it wouldn't last. You, you, I wouldn't get two feet because the system would not let me in. You might in America, though. Maybe not Yeah, here. I mean, probably, yeah. <laughs> but even <laughs> then, but even then, like any politician, like <laughs> Barack Obama, like what, why do you come in being honest and then as soon as that White House door shuts, it all changes because of money. But I think and the know, money if you, is the I business. I think if people decide, you know, people should be able to do what they want to do if they don't want to vote. But I but think if, you're not, go- but if you're not going to vote, I do feel like you should do, try and do something or you should try and maybe change the way that we vote. Obviously, because those people say the system that we have is like not fit for purpose and all of that or that kind of stuff. Or we again, we did this piece on voting and we spoke to this group um, in Mongolia. And in Mongolia, there's a democratic law in place, which means that if 10 percent of the people who vote um, black do a blank vote or a white ballot, they're from the white ballot campaign, mm. then you have to the, the candidates get thrown out and then you have to have two other people. I think that's a brilliant idea. So things idea. like that. I think they do it in Indonesia as well. So like things like that are happening. So you should not... I'm not saying you should, but I mean, it's, it's worth thinking about different ways no, that well, you there, could are, there are ways around it. actually change, because otherwise... No, I do believe really... in the democratic... That's my thing. I do believe in that. You, the people have to make decisions. The problem is, what are people? What what entity is a person? Because it's the system the people go into. And they shouldn't be allowed them. to manipulate people Right, as well. but the system, the whole thing, the politics is tied into the money, the media, the business. It's all tied in. It just is. And that's what we know. Forget the things we don't know about. But you want to go to a system like um, like with Greece and the, the, the Athenians where you can't have people that get anything back from voting. You have to remove that system. So they would have random people that were like a jury service come in and um, and you vote on something that might not even be for your town because when you take away any sort of um, uh, like benefit benefit Personal you then game. start acting like a normal human being but when your friends own business come and st- construction company and your wife is this and he's that the system poisons you oh. so the political system so when you've is got the gain poison. it kind of poisons yeah. you so yeah but that's that's what you're trying to change. The whole of politics has to change. So you can't come in and everyone's up there that's been around for 30 years and say, hi, I'm coming in. What are you coming in to do? Well, we're closing House of, House of the Lords. We're getting rid of all is, that. And it, yeah, and it I doesn't think about work. Sometimes, so it's only revolution that yeah. changes things. <laughs> yeah, but how do you... But, but also it's funny because... No, it's not pretty. But that's, the, why, pl- but that's why places are called like structures of power. And people always forget this. They're structures of power because they've been f- around for hundreds and hundreds of years. And they're like semi-successful for the people that kind of run them. But I do think, again, there are lots of great people in these organisations. Yeah, but there the are, and they are trying to... Them. Well, I don't think everyone becomes corrupt. No, not all of them. But they will get up in organisations. Or, but, and well, if you become like the one person that does, like a Barack Obama, you go, wow, like... This is it. Like this is the guy. As soon as that door closes, not only do they not do anything, they do worse because, than the person but before. But also, you have because to. The system argued, tells he wasn't them. really allowed to do much in terms of. Like, no, but that's what I mean. Again, the system, the whole thing's yeah. bugging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, so have you, have to come into, you have to come in and compromise. That's the thing. You yeah. can't just come. Otherwise, you become a dictator. Pro- you come in and say, exactly. "These are my sweeping changes." But the whether they're regarded for the good, because you're bought. And also, we do live in a complex world, and and unfortunately, we have to live in this world with people who we think are absolute. See you next Tuesdays. Yeah, I can't. I just said that. So. <laughs> but what and so and so, yeah. You, I don't think that. I think if you, someone were to come in with a particular vision, I don't know. It's getting so complicated, isn't it? Would that necessarily work? No, because exactly. to get there, 
you will it costs what a billion pounds to run for presidency you're not willing unless yeah, you raise a billion so yeah. who paid for that so you've already signed up with yeah, the devil the faustian pact before you got the in devil. there but yeah. it is but but i mean literally that they couldn't care less trump spent less than hillary but what i'm trying to say is like the problem's so big you're going oh well and go but we've tried look this isn't our first hundred years of politics and go well let's give it it's not going to change it is what it is so unfortunately the revolution that i talk about people oh he's so silly that's the only thing i don't think it's silly i just think what is the revolution right well yeah it'll be what it is but i can only see people being pulled out of buildings not being funny but it's not going to change myself with well, like I That's said, robots. No, yeah, exactly. Well, funny, funny enough, I said to him, he's going. What is it you're going to comic 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 conny? And I said to him, right, where are you going? I said, what are you going, Lord of the, Lord of the Rings or something? Legolas. I always think of Legolas because nightclubs people drunk Legolas. So anyway, <laughs> and I said, who would you go, who would you take me as if I was? And he said, Bane out of what is it, Batman? And oh, I said, I funny enough. When I watch the Batman thing, I'm on his side. You're on the side of the guy who crushes people's heads with his. Uh, well, okay, not I don't that know bit. anything about this. I'm so sorry. He's, uh, he he's basically nice says, guy. for the good people, all the shit has to go. So he's for a good... Oh, yeah, so he's like, yeah. But they say... What's that saying? Within war, there's change. That's the only time things change is when there's war. But Hopefully we won't have war. Yeah, that's right. So I'm going to go with that. <laughs> but then what you're saying is everything stays the same. Kick the can well, down to the next generation. Well, there's just different ways that you can do that. There's different ways, you know, there's different ways that you can get involved and it doesn't have to yeah, be all Yeah, but you're going to get ways. to that point where you can say what you want and do what you want and be in Obama and say whatever and then it comes to money and now you shut up because you can't get into that system and no one person even Trump with his sociopathic behavior who well, doesn't give a shit well, about anybody no that's but I mean serious. somebody that doesn't care yeah. literally yeah. is the person that if he was good or bad you go yeah that's the model that person doesn't give a shit literally doesn't care about his family friends he doesn't give a shit about anybody <clears throat> even with him it stops you go wow so you imagine trying to be a decent person like an Obama he was doing worse than the people he was moaning about so it's like even him he was the sort of okay there's your one chance Oh, there you go. You've been laughed at. It's not going to work. So then how many generations do we keep going before somebody goes, this is getting ridiculous. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and was driving with him and we're saying, Jesus Christ, there's people on the streets. And we was talking about renting accommodation and how horrendous it's getting where now you don't even get your own room. You have to share in a bunk bed with somebody you don't know for 600 quid a month. That's now, he's not going to the worst part. I'm talking like Enfield and not terrible places. He said he went to a place. Poor old Enfield. They put a polystyrene <laughs> partition up and it's supposed to be two rooms. And he said, I don't, I can't. And I'm thinking, what are they, it's getting to the point where it'd be it's better so, to be in jail. It's so, because well, the, the I don't diff- think it would be. I don't I know, but what I'm saying is. Jail's supposed to be terrifying. Right no, now. yeah. But what I'm saying is, it's getting to that point where yeah. it's not that much yeah. difference, mate. Like 20 years, you're going to go, well, why don't I just go into jail and get food and not have to worry about but building? But the homeless, the homeless situation is so bad, actually. I think Radio 4 did this interesting piece, World at 1 or PM, where they went, they found this article from this local journalist. That's another thing. Local journalism is so important. Yeah, Don't yeah, even get yeah. me started on journalism. But anyway, um, and she <laughs> had been, journal. yeah, and she, she has been, yeah, she has been logging. Um, so she's been looking at the amount of people who've died because they're homeless and because they're just, and, and basically the, the local council have not even been logging it, have not been yeah, logging course, that these yeah. people have been dying. These people, but, but in the UK. And these people have been dying on the streets and they're not even logging them. They're just invisible people. I one of the lonely the jobs I worked at, just a normal removal job, mate, and it was real low level. It was it was like where people just didn't give a shit. You turn, If you were damn uh, injured yourself, nobody gave a shit. You just carried on working. No lunch break, nothing like that. Bottom, bottom run of the work, like eight hours of exercise a day, six days a week. And one of the guys I was working with, I saw him begging. 
And I thought, fuck, Fuck. that's like, it's not a weird person. That's him. He's He's got no fucking... And he's working. This is Yeah, that's another thing. They say those people in poverty are people who are in full-time jobs. Well, I I was working for years and I slept in my car. Like, that's not... They don't take that in consideration. Those people I know working for for, for jobs. But it comes back to what I'm saying is when you're at the bottom... Like, mm. we keep talking about, oh, we're, we're going to do this thing and we have to change things and all that. That's good. But for some people, worst case scenario is today. Mm. So if yeah. you're not from that background yeah. and you don't no, know what that, poverty that again is, is the then problem, it's okay to is... kick it down the road and go, well, I'll sort it out. Next generation, somebody will sort something and out. And I think that's what lots of people are talking about when people talk about representation, diversity and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's purely just about having different people around the table with completely different life experiences because this isn't rocket science. Once you get different people around the table with different views and different experiences, you will come up with interesting solutions, different questions. And I think, I think that's why these issues are not seen as urgent, unfortunately. I think maybe we say, oh, it's headline, this is going on. You know, you'll see it in The Guardian, like poverty in the UK. Yeah. But actually, I think, again, because of a lot of the people who are lawmakers and who, are, who are, actually have the power. Yeah, they don't so have to change anything. No, they're just so far removed. I think they probably think it's not that bad. Because I think, even if they... Knew, I, I don't think they do think it's that bad, actually. I know some people are quite mean and horrible, but I don't think they do. Because if you did and you knew what people are living, well, like, I said you before, wouldn't be able to, like, live with yeah, yourself. Yeah, forgive me. I, I, said, think. I said this I on another podcast. We were talking about me well, being homeless. They don't, well, they, don't, they don't want to know. That's another thing. Yeah, there's no... Yeah. There's, we were talking about me being homeless, and I was saying to them, you don't know what it's like because you have to go numb to do it. You're not you. You go numb. Otherwise, you wouldn't, you'd kill yourself. Yeah. And we were talking about the BBC did a, a program um, about six years ago now where they got some celebrities to be homeless. Oh, yeah. And they got one guy who was called, and I don't know his name, Lord... Tovington Toff or something some <laughs> bloke who was apparently cared about homelessness anyway so one person went on as a comedian everyone kept recognising him so he said this is pointless they're just talking to me all night. I'm not going to experience anything yeah. there was a female she, she, I think she did it pretty well and then there was this Toffy guy and um, they followed him and he was walking around and it's 11 o'clock at night and he keeps walking off and saying will you leave me alone I'm going to I said, but they're sort of following him and he lies down and they're following him and he gets up and he walks and they follow him without him being seen and he goes to a hotel and um and this is oh. what i mean this is the problem he goes to a hotel <laughs> like cheating. goes up to the room the camera crew go up and speak to him and he got he'd phoned his wife to get to pay credit card to to go up to have a room now this is the problem i'll never forget this because it was this is the problem he said what are you doing here well this is ridiculous i've been walking around for eight hours i haven't eaten for five hours it i don't actually have to sleep on the street what's the point i'm sleeping and I thought, and there you go. I can look at it. I can, oh, I care about it. But it's the futility. It's the dirtiness of it. That is no, the point. No, but also he was supposed to be there to do a challenge. And he just yeah, decided just, I mean, not to so do it. And wrong decided to be really defensive and all of that, that kind of stuff. That sentence he said about, well, I don't actually have to. Go, no, there you go. The humiliation, the pointlessness of being there. That is it. That's what people live with. Yeah. So when I get animated about things and not changing, why do we keep kicking the can down the road? Because we've had enough now. We've had enough generations of trying it other people's ways. And yeah, there has to be a time where it's going to be fucking difficult and something bad's going to happen. But it's that. Or just carry on doing what we did before. Now, that's okay if your life's fine. If you're surrounded by people that may be on the street tomorrow that are struggling with drugs mm. that they've got, or they haven't got nothing or, and they're human beings with names and peoples and dates of birth, 
You can't go, well, it's that sort of thing, and we hope somebody comes. You go, well, how long do we have to keep doing it for? Because if it was your family, if, if, if your family were the ones on the street and you kept talking about this esoteric thing of politics oh, is going to change far. stuff, yeah. you don't go, oh, well, in also, the future. Also, I talk about this a lot, and it just reminds me of like when you're in these circles of these people, or which you're in right now, you know, we're living in these circles right now because, you know, we're not poor anymore and all that kind of stuff. It's like everything is so, the way that they look at things, so like um like uh, just through ideas it's really like you know they're just not nothing is really like tangible nothing, happens. nothing is no, nothing there's no happens. real experience they're just like talking about these abstract ideas yeah. around poverty and equality and all this kind of stuff or racism but actually they just are so just so so disconnected but when i say racism as well you can even find that with people who are minorities as well so i'm not trying to say yeah. this is all about a kind of like white you know white thing white issue but i think yeah it's really it gets quite frustrating i think sometimes but then this is the thing even as we're talking now, what's happening? Are we just 10 years, it'll be the same thing, and now people I know that are dead, that how, why don't people care? It seems to be about their own entity. Why don't you sacrifice everything and make a difference? Why is it all about a job and how much money you got? I don't still don't, we've got a million pound in the bank. Why do, it offends me that people have over a million pound. The word billionaire makes me want to throw up because how much money do you need that could be solved elsewhere. Because I look at it as like, think like a pile of food that you've got and other people are starving around you, but you sit on it. It's become so normal to sit on that pile and go, well, I'm not giving it to them. But hang on, there's, there's, what you could solve, that one billionaire could solve, but they sit on it. That's a I don't think you can let make, aside from heavy taxation, what are you going to do? You're going to make no, it's the, the law is going to be, we're going to take no, you. No, my problem is the human being of how could you do that? Yeah, like absolutely. Human, that's uh, like, you how know. could you sit on a billion pounds and that's one person and not go, this is revolting. This, like, I think in the future, they will talk about that as a sickness. Oh, there was people called billionaires. What will they miss? Well, it was people that had a sociopathic thing. They had to sit on this billion, but did they ever spend it? No, they just sat on it and kept that's it. Been, that's been the way since, that's human history. Well, it's always that's been the problem with human beings, so I think it's something that needs to be dug out lot, of the Do you DNA. think most are like that, though? Most billionaires? Most most human beings are like that, driven by that. No, okay. there's something poisons them. Um, it's like when I see, sp I look at sports people, and they come from back, back their fighting backgrounds, and, they're, they're, and then they get to the point where they're warrior they're fighting, they drive to fight and all that, and then they won't fight somebody because he's getting a bit more money. And you go, but why? You're, you're, you're okay now. Like, financially, you're okay. What is that poison that sets in in the human being to give me more? I think but you have to remove the money. It's ego. I don't want to, him to know that I got less. So it's ego, I think, is the problem. But they're, they're placing, you know, we all place value on ourselves for mm. different things. And the value is literally for but that person. Ego. I think it comes back it's to also you're getting ego. punched in the head. So no, no, think, but, well, but even, I like, deeper so than that, it's not, like... Oh, we're going to fight. Okay, that's fine. Well, he's got, well, everyone knows you've got a million more. Oh, yeah. That's all it is. You're a millionaire. You're yeah. not going to have to worry about your rent anymore. So why don't you just get it out of like on principle? Why don't you do the thing? But I think there's got to be, if you're <coughs> striving to make a billion pounds, if that was your thing, oh, that was Master McRumble. But it's me. not though, is it? It doesn't, billionaire it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't fill a hole. It's just the, the reason you get to be a billionaire is because you can't stop yourself. That's yeah, what it is. A well. friend of mine said to me, you'll I never be... I don't know any, unfortunately. No, I know. I, would love, I know I some hundred millionaires. A friend of mine said to me, you'll never be a billionaire. He said, because you never, you, there's no way you could ever walk into an office in Christmas Eve and sack everyone and just go home and have drinks. You wouldn't be able to do it. Some people... They can do that, mate. Walk in and say, sorry, you're sacked because we're going to make more money somewhere else. See you yeah. later. And that's what it takes. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it's the problem is the human condition. And I think that's then 
due to how you, the, the the society that brings you up. Like I still have a problem. Like I swear to you, I haven't got any ego. I've never. I, I just constantly try to pull myself back because I keep saying you can't push people up onto a pedestal. You have to. You, and when you think about even f- take it right back to family, like if you haven't been brought up around a family, that's a tribe, mate. That's a mm. tribe you're associated with. Take you put family word in surname and all that. That is a tribe. You have learned the DNA setting of me and my. So you will defend them over somebody else. But that's a tribe. When you haven't had that, everyone's important. And that's not a, phys- a, a psychological thing that I treat or um, um, philosophy thing that I come up with. It's because I never had it imparted on me. These You have to lie for these people first, then everybody else. If that's not there, you tend to go, well, everyone's important. Like, everyone's important. But then when you add a surname into it and you have your history and where you come from and now your family and we're rich and we're about politics, it starts to poison you. No kid, two-year-old, has all those given to them. So that thing about greed and money and... Uh, I think it's just it's the way the society is around people that tells people to have stuff and have mm. do certain things and judge yourself by the eyes well, of other people. Well, it's nature and nurture, isn't it? It's both of those things. There's yeah. not, I don't think there are... It, but you I think know, society's got a big part to play in... Well, like, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Even of in course security. You're, but you're, you're influenced by all external experiences. Which comes down to then teaching, the schooling system, the teaching. But then that's knackered because that's designed to make you a certain way so you're most profitable for the society that's going to come forward. So I think we have mm. to just sort of sit around teepees more and <laughs> <laughs> talk about poetry. So I don't even know what I'm saying. There's no end to this other than revolution. You know, the whole look at me, so I'm just listening. You have to kick the legs from under it and go, sorry, our generation's done. But also just do your part. It depends on what you're into. Again, like not everyone wants to do anything. Some people are really happy, like living their lives and you yeah, know, their you don't children have to be and their family the world. and all that kind of stuff. And they don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Some I think it's probably not in their heads. And again, if you're totally disconnected. Media, from, we, from a young age, you're hollowed out. You're taught to not have any integrity or dignity. There's nobody to look up to like that. So they, they, they got rid of the parents out of the house. They got rid of the husband first. He's out. Then they got rid of the, the wife. She's out. Now there's no mother. And then they just sit you in front of the TV. So now the TV brings you up. It does. It's a, if you think of how much input comes in per day, per person, the TV. A lot of great telly. Yeah, there's a lot of great podcasts. Um, but, <laughs> a lot of great podcasts, but of course, the, of course. Which is part of the fight back, funny enough, I suppose. But the TV brings you up. To say it doesn't is ridiculous mm. because it's just input. It doesn't matter if it's real or not, it yeah. brings you up. So what it does, is, especially nowadays, it teaches you, it hollows you out at a young age. Nobody's telling you specific things about don't do this and don't do that. The TV then fills you up with insecurity. Have stuff, smiles with stuff. This is what age you are. So you should, as I said before, somebody I know is in an advert and she's got to that age now where she's being classed as 30. So straight away, oh, you should be buying a house. Here's a sofa. Look, 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 the dog jumping on the thing. You're that age now. You should be doing that. Not, well, no, I'm going to start a business at 60. You know, they don't show you that. They show you the formulation of what you're supposed to be doing and what you're supposed to be playing with. And but that's you're based 18, on pre-existing right? societal expectations. I think you're expected, your parents, if you took away the telly and we didn't ever have telly or advertising, I think people would still be, certainly no. in the West, saying, well, why yeah. don't you have your own house yet? Why didn't you have Ah, but you yet? said the West, and that what you basically mean is media. Because no. in certain cultures, I can't cultures, really imagine it, it though. You can't imagine a time without being like blasted by ads. Obviously, well, now of, I try and avoid it. Think any, of any, now any way possible. But even when you go outside, you know, I don't, it would be it would be amazing. Actually, but, but then there are some interesting festivals called Brain. I think it's called Brainchild Festival, and that is um, a festival every year happens in the UK. Really interesting festival, um, and they have no advertising at all anywhere. 
and it, it's just sort of like the magazine with no adverts in ah, it. Look at that. So you can <laughs> think and speak freely. But that's what that was designed for, actually. So we didn't have to be told what to do because somebody said to me, when money comes in, mate, they're going to start telling you, well, you can't really say that about Red Bull because, you know, we've got an advert for Red Bull. Well, get them out of there then. Clean it out. We'll, uh, I'll have less readers and have you're seeing some of that. You're seeing some of that in the way that um, some newspapers have taken out, adver- or sorry, rather, adverts have withdrawn from newspapers where they've said, we don't object Frankly, it's more from pressure from social media. Yeah, oh, yeah, so when they people. got rid of... Yeah, I think it was... Um, what, what, what happened with that? Was that like the... Um, it was one of the... One I of can't the remember which ones. papers. Yeah, but there was that. there was an advert basically against... Um, it's it LBGTQ rights or something? It was, was something, something to was do... was anti that, Yeah, it, it? it was heavily implied against gay marriage. And there was an advert for... It was something like Centre Parks mm. was on the same page. And so everyone tweeted Centre Parks and said, so you're associating with homophobia. Mm. <laughs> And they went, well, uh, obviously not. Please and come I and, think you know, the newspapers game. as well also said that they wouldn't advertise. Uh, I think that was to do with a column. Yeah, there was. But Which is great. So there is, you know, there is some fight back. I don't mm. think you can come. Your kick out the stool situation, that only leads to bloodshed and tyranny. I'm sorry. You look at all of human history. It's never, ever, 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 ever happened ever. Okay. Nothing ever happened. So when they, you know, when we overthrew the king in the 17th century, you know, it was like, oh, it's going to be power to the people. No, it wasn't. It was a rump parliament that weren't elected that just stood there for the best part of a decade. And then it ended up with a <laughs> yeah, tyrant I mean, with Cromwell Square and, then took his, a while and then back to the king. Yeah. The Arab Spring. How did that work out? It's just replaced one dictators with others. Yeah. So you'll kick the, if you kick out the stool and get rid of and say no to big business, that's not going to take every homeless person off the street. You no, have to look at lots of different solutions. What it is, is you are throwing the dice. It's a, it's a ridiculous risk. Or keep everything the same. Eventually, you go, well, let's take the risk then. No, I think, you. unfortunately, <laughs> progress you is slow. <laughs> I'm sorry, but progress is slow. And it's not, I'm not saying well, that's good. Well, it doesn't always have to be slow. Sometimes it, it, it's both. That's mm. another thing. I think sometimes we do have this idea it's like either or, or like this is more important than this. We can do a lot of things at the same but time. I and some will that. be far some progress will be really look, quick look, and some will take a long time and obviously votes. that's dependent yeah but also that's that's dependent on what country you're talking about yeah. as well what culture yeah you but know. I was with you I was with you till Obama because that should have been yeah finally there you go and he's saying and he is honest he's being honest about his things but the door slams shut and there goes your th- ethos out the bloody window about things changing well <laughs> one of his key policies was to close Guantanamo Bay it's still it open. Happen. And that yeah, was nothing was to do with the, I mean, the fact that he, he didn't have he control of Congress. He said you he should get rid of, you should legalise weed. As soon as he got in it, he brought in the worst person that had ever been about weed. He said about drone strikes. He brought him in, there was three times the amount of drone strikes. Yeah. So it's like, well, what happens between that bloody door closing and your ethos? Money happens. Even look at what we were talking about earlier. Google, don't be evil. You only have to go into certain things and you go, when they get to that point, and shareholders and money, I don't and think then it's, it gets tied I into I think politics. That's, I think that's too much of a blanket kind of generalisation because also, again, you look at Guantanamo Bay, that's not sponsored by Microsoft or anything like that. So they're saying, oh, we want to keep this open. Did you? <laughs> that's probably, I don't know because I wasn't there and neither were you. That's them going, okay, here's the files on all these people. Here's the logistics. Where do you want to put them then? Because we've arrested these people without due process. Yeah. So then do we let them go? Or do we keep them? How do we keep them if we bring them to the mainland? Because the whole point is we could keep them in Guantanamo Bay because, you know, that's not US territory. So we're allowed to sort of have these extrajudicial arrests. Yeah, so some thing, yeah, exactly. But some t- it's not all big business. It's just you have to look at, you're working within a system where you're comp- no, you're not every, Nothing's a blanket statement, like you said. But 
the majority of stuff. And you've got to remember, that's the stuff we know about. So yeah. you can guarantee there's 80% that we don't know about that goes on, will never be written about, will never be heard about. There's all time. I like that we can, with the stuff we don't, don't know, but we can also guarantee the percentage. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I guarantee percentage, but I think yeah, yeah. I, I'm just listening to both of you anyway. But I do think um, that's the amazing thing about history as well, is that stuff just comes out later. Yeah. Or things that we're allowed to keep in archive that we can't, you know, you need to wait 100 well, years. Well, having or, said that. Or also, well, things that I'm really interested in are things, again, that you all kind of never know. Or there's just bits of pieces of archive and hmm. who's decided, how, you know, the lines about, you know, how this is going to go down, the stories and history and stuff. Well, I think, going, this is my sort of panacea against my negativity about it all, but is that I think, so I said 20 years ago, hold on, that's 20 years ago that spirituality is just sat there waiting to be discovered, like a type of knowledge, like technology, like it wasn't there and then it was. And then it started to creep in. People started to say certain things. And I thought, oh, Christ, they're picking up on it. And then other stuff with drugs has started to kick in that now crosses over and they're mentioning stuff that they don't even know what they're talking about. But it is spirituality. And I think spirituality will come back, science will cross over it, and then it will open up a world that is bigger than technology, and then everything will change because of that. If I was psychic, that's the only big thing I've had since I was young. I thought that's what's going to happen, and it is played out as that. So people with this um, uh, ayahuasca and all these things, mm. they're having experiences, but that remove the drugs, that's spirituality, mate. Like they're saying specific things. So the ayahuasca, that's, that's like a, that's like a hallucinogenic. hallucinogenic. Yeah. It's from Central but America. But people are having like conversations with people that then sort their life out that aren't there. And I'm not going to get too specific because I, I said I wouldn't speak about spirituality for a couple of years. But there's they're These saying are like some things. of the most psychedelic drugs on the planet. So yeah. they, it can actually kill. But it's not I like I also, But I know Boga, which is in, from Gabon, which we did a piece in the podcast about it, actually, looking at the future of drugs. But um, I think people can die from them, though. Oh, it's like anything. Like you, yeah. they, they, you have no, to be no, your, to your type but of. But I think I think that is. Um, but what I'm saying is, it, they started saying certain things that they should not have known about if spirituality was real, mm. and some people could really know. Also, about some it. of it can like cure people who have like heroin addiction and that kind of thing. It's like it's they the people that are in the tribes laugh at us for not using it. They still think there's a disconnection between they they can't understand the disconnection between nature and us. They think. They laugh at you because you think you think you're you and there's nothing else out. That's like mental. But because we live in a sort of scientific method world at the moment, that blinds us. It makes us arrogant, and which sounds stupid to say, well, it's not arrogant to have, want to have proof. But it is. You let it, have to let it go, and then you see further. But science at the moment is myopic. It sees it right in front of its face. Right. So it can't experience certain things. But that's the only thing I think. If that kicks in, mate, if it does happen then it will it will start from the bottom and push all the weeds out sort of thing with all the poison because it all is people. That's all it comes back to, the greed. You're an ape. So you get ego, you get angry, you can think, where am I hierarchy? I want more than he does. It's just ape behaviour. The money, billionaires, politics, it's ape behaviour. So the spirituality, I think, will be the thing that pushes it out. <coughs> but science is holding it back because it has to be proof know. or laughed at. No, you'd have to worry. I'm not done. <laughs> but um, yeah. So um, before we finish, your your the new sort of um satellite podcast you've got that's starting up. New one. Oh no! So it starts takes. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. So we wanted to do something. Um. So it was every month, and people were saying they wanted us to do more. Now it's like a lot of work, but it's really good. Um. So now we do one called Stance Takes, which has its kind of own identity. It's the middle of a month. Um, and it explores like different ideas, framing our conversations, or it can be quite experimental. It's totally random. So um, I don't know if you know the TV show, 
Atlanta with mm-hmm. Donald Glover. It's really, really good. Yeah. And it's like the second season now and it's set in Atlanta. It's this guy called Earn, played by Donald Glover. You know, This Is America, that tune that he released. Childish Gambino, the rapper. And it's about him like living in Atlanta with his on-off girlfriend and child and his best friend and his cousin, Paperboy, who's a rapper. So, but it's kind of like a surrealist dr- drama comedy. It's really random, wacky, but it's bloody brilliant. And just highly original. So I spoke to a guy called A.D. Miller, who's the culture editor for The Economist, who used to live in Atlanta for as a Southern States correspondent. And then a woman called Yung, Yung Ka, who's a publicist in Dogwood Film. So we kind of got the expert mm-hmm. view of it. So we kind of dissected it. So we might do something a bit like that. And that did really well, actually. It was like um, podcast of the week for Times, our first one. So that was really cool. Then I looked at Black History Month. So it's all like really random. I'll look at the arguments surrounding Black History Month, which just happened, which was massive. And coincidentally, at the same time, the Royal Historical Society published a report saying how shockingly racist academia is, history, which makes total sense in terms of the stories, the way stories are told, how our children are taught, you know, this feeds into everything. And, you know, it was really honest analysis of how bad it is. And just the experiences of people who are non-white working there in terms of when they try and suggest things, whether they get funded, you know, it's bad. And so I was kind of inspired by that, especially when you look at the debates around History Month. So, you know, we'll kind of look at it a bit like that. And then we did one from, um, which just came out a couple of days ago, from um, San Francisco for a festival that Heta was covering there. And we spoke to Tarana Burke um, and some uh, and some amazing, loads of other great people, just talking about the kind of power of people, people power, as opposed to what you're talking about, political power, because in a way there's no point for same. And also a lot of people don't even want to go there and engage and interact in that system. But there are other things that you can do. So that well, was kind of interesting. It's like what I did with the magazine when I decided to put the magazine together. The idea was... The world was all buggered. You're all lying to each other. You're, everything's overcomplicated. So I said to myself, don't moan. Create a better way because people aren't stupid. It's like I, keep, I use this reference mm. of Malcolm X. He used to say, he was trying to explain why people make bad decisions and become mm. criminals. He say, you've got um, a, a, a dirty glass of water and a clean glass of water. What one do you drink from the clean glass? Right. You wouldn't drink, drink, drink from the dirty one, would you? Of course you're not. That's your life. You're not going to drink dirty water. What if I give you two dirty waters? And then you drink one of them because you're dying of thirst. And somebody says, oh, look at that disgusting cunt. Look at he's, he's drinking black water. You go, well, if you, some people have got no choices. Yeah, absolutely. And so, but my thing is, because I was pissed off with celebrity. When I started to look at the world when I was like 30, and I didn't know who anyone was, <laughs> and I'm seeing autobiographies by teenagers and politicians lying. And I, could, I was thinking, why are you <coughs> educated people playing this silly child playground like the, uh, so, then I went back and studied people. So, and I was given because I only hung around with old people. They would tell me people to look for. So I now I've, I've been poisoned by only seeing the great people of history as my first impressions of mm. human beings, which then pushed me further away from society and made it even more lifeable. Um, but when I would look at him, I, I, I always thought, you can't moan. You people, you have to create another a clean glass mm. of water. And then they will go for that. If there are only stupid celebrities that are 20 years old singing pops about love and writing autobiographies 
and everyone's like that, then you've only got that to choose from and society becomes stupid. You have to be the person that goes, I'm not for sale. There's no power that can corrupt me. I'm going to have to completely go off on road and piss away 10 years of my life doing nothing but work AM, PM, Monday to Friday. No holidays, no family, no relationship. I'm sure no there's Christmas. people out there. But, but that's what the magazine was. That was the sort of fight back is to do something mm. that was... But it meant you had to give your life away yeah. but to then create... I don't think you necessarily need to, although I've given quite a lot of my life away to the podcast. <laughs> but I don't think you necessarily need to. I think... It's important for people to think, like, what skills do I have that I can do as opposed to necessarily thinking, God, that's changed my whole life and because that n might not necessarily work or be doable for lots of people because they might not have that privilege of being able to, like, turn it around, do a course and that kind of thing. But if you look at the skills that you already have, whether it could be ones which you, you can't buy, which is, like, being able to, like, talk to people or if you're able to do a podcast or if you're, you know, you've done branding and things like that, all these kinds of skills means that you can change something if you want to i think well this is what and that's why i think it's good as well when you've got these now you have these kind of strength in numbers you know there's like loads of different podcasts where people are talking about diversity and representation or the, all these different lbgtq ones and i know that lots of people are now critiquing it and saying oh it's identity politics the thing that i think is outstanding and crazy is the fact that if you look at politics and if you look at mainstream media that is identity politics right there it's white and it's middle class, and they have been pushing their identity politics agenda yeah. and censoring loads of other people and telling people what they should and shouldn't think forever. Mm. So that's what I think is like unbelievable. People are like, oh, it's identity politics of minorities and like LBGTQ people. I think that at the moment, for these marginalized groups, in quotes, you need to be able to have power in numbers to actually shift yes, and make yeah. change to penetrate the mainstream if you want to or not create your own kind of alternative. But I find it so interesting. You're seeing it now. Loads of people being quite snooty. I was listening to Evan Davis actually on, I think he was on Newsnight. He had Ash Sarkar there and he was talking about all of this. And he was like, you know, being so snooty about it, which you find it's the tone, you know, in that journalist environment. It's like, oh, what are they doing? And it's like, hang on a minute. You've been doing it for time. And like, don't judge other people for doing it when actually they're the ones who need yeah, to do it more yeah. than anyone else. They're yeah. the ones who are being screwed over. They're the ones who, you know, who have a harder time sort of thing. They always say, I think it's with science as well, they say um, whenever change comes, the first things people do is start laughing at it, like the change that's coming, like, oh, ridiculous. Oh, like you start mocking things. But that means change is coming, mate, like you're old school. Um, but that played into a lot of the Brexit thing as well. Like there was a lot of everyone just assumed that it wouldn't happen. Yeah. yeah. And um, they also weren't listening to the fact that, OK, some people were manipulated, but also some people just had really shitty lives, really shitty lives. Yeah. And whether they voted or not, it didn't really matter. And also for some people, it is easier, unfortunately, just to look at a slight change in your area or if you see people coming over or whatever and to connect it rather than actually target who's actually the one that's making but the funny, situation. It's the Trump but, you know, again. things like this just... Sorry, say that again. It's, the, it's, the it's exactly the same model as Trump. It's the people that were angry at something and then somebody just came along and said, don't worry about yeah, what the Yeah, but they're always the ones who always get blamed as well, which sometimes frustrates. And I think that there are problems with that in terms of the Trump thing. Definitely, there are loads of problems with that. But actually, lots of people are being like massively manipulated. And unfortunately, the people who can counteract that, like people in the media, are just not equipped to challenge that, which is what happened with Brexit. But they were not equipped. They were assuming that these kinds of arguments that they were talking about would work. But, but that, that's all about language as well, which I'm always thinking about, I think, and trying to get better at. I think 
especially if you look at kind of middle class culture or whatever, they I think they're ingrained and built to think that if you speak a bit like this or whatever, that you're like a bit stupid or whatever, or that you haven't thought of big ideas. You think about these things all the time, but we don't use that like quote poncy language, you know, it's more straightforward, it's more lived. It's more like, no, this is what it is and this is what you can do. And again, I think a lot of it is language is like a key thing. Sorry if I've just gone no, off on one, but right. it's so the, important. People just assume stuff about people. <laughs> and it's just not true. They can like see through it. They can Right, this that, played you know, out and so I watched it play out in my own psychology when I was on a plane recently so I hadn't had Lolly for god knows how many years and I got forced to go on the holiday to Gambia forced <laughs> no I did um, so <laughs> sounds I went quite on nice in the Gambia it's yeah, such a lovely place I ain't got time mate so it's four I got it down to four days going at four days everyone was laughing at me but I went because it was somebody's birthday and I promised it for years but when I was on there and the guy was talking on the plane and I thought oh, I was got a really posh accent I was thinking how would I feel if you like the Cockney accent I thought, no, that would change my opinion. Even though I'm an intelligent person and I know I'm laughing People at myself. People do that all the time. I was talking to my friend about it, who's an American. She's northern, so she's from the East Coast. And she said, unfortunately, like we're like that as well about Southerners. Like oh, I, really? I hate yeah. to say yeah, it, but yeah. when you hear them speak, you're like, well, I wonder if you could have a little button that people could press the non-listy button and you had an Sorry airline. to bother you. You can see that film that's coming out. No. Sorry to bother you with Lakeith Stanfield. So he was in Atlanta. That's coming out. And it's a guy, a black guy who works in the call centre. And it's supposed to be amazing. It's going to be out like in a I couple of weeks. You've seen the poster, the exactly. You've seen the poster, and yeah, then yeah. he changes his voice to speak like a kind of I don't know, like a white voice, whatever that means. But obviously, America is a yeah. different different thing. Um, and then he ends up like doing really, really well in the company. Oh. But it's like funny. It's like a dark comedy, which I, I clearly am obviously quite into. <laughs> which I thought like, oh, comedy is really not my thing. But actually, I suppose yeah, I like it. It's quite dark. Well, funny enough, we're weird. talking about so the thing we're filming at the moment about social change, really. And that is because I, 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 that uh, the whole idea came from an Oscar Wilde quote, and it <laughs> said, "If you want to change society, you have to do it with the weapons of its own era." So the magazine, the mm. podcast, and the filming—that's just as conduits to change society. But that's what people say as well now when we're talking about voting. You know, you can when, in the podcast, which was one of the most recent ones. That's why you should use these incredible tools that have been developed by these technology companies. Because again, I know everyone hates them right now, but. I do think there was a part of that, you know, they wanted to do good and connect people and they have in many ways. I don't think it's all awful, but I do think, yeah, it's gone completely wrong and there's a lot of ignorance. No, but it, it comes I think there's all that saying. kind of stuff. The problem but with I do it, think that you should then, we should then use those tools to, to just create But this is the problem. Things. The no, the things aren't the problem. It's like a gun. It's the yeah, people. It's the people it, the issue is the, and then what's our people? They're children that are educated in a certain way. So you have to get them at the bottom and teach them the right way. But that first thing is get rid of the bloody TV. You've got but to get rid of the TV. But social media is where it, you're going to see, I think that's going to be where the grassroots uh, movements are going to come from. They already have, but it's just, it's still so new. How are you using, how is that being used? Yeah, is I think we're catching up with it. We're just yeah, I think, the, I think the fact that, it, that Twitter was so such a big part of the Arab Spring movement, mm. but the problem was that that was almost head of what was able to take place on the street. There wasn't yeah, the democratic, you know, I don't... But also I, just like on the ground and having those people and just... Yeah. Every, and, you know, there's a lot that people can do online and say online that you can't do on the streets. We did a, we did a um, great um, topic about coming of age and we looked at it through cinema and then we looked at it through like the Arab Spring as well with an academic called Shireen al -Fakhi. She did this great book called Sex and the Citadel. Um, looking at sex and sort of just how to be a young person in 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 the Arab world, and that's what she was saying. Like you, you it's very slow there. So when you were mm. saying like progress is slow, I think for here it's a bit of both. It can be really fast, but so but there definitely that's like the case. Yeah. And you just don't have that, especially women. Obviously, don't have that privilege to actually get out on the streets and do that. But obviously, with your computer, I think you could have your your revolution 
uh, with because we already have a demo. The the thing it's how it's being used now. The democratic. I, what's the other What's the other solution? Is you know one person one vote. So I don't know what the alternative is to that. Is obviously. Like I said, I, you have to. You can't get anything back from your vote. But what you've got is you've got the you've got the idea. Let's say of democracy is you know whether how well it works. Yeah, mm -hmm. but you can. So you've got something good. It's been corrupted. So you have that there. You can use then Twitter, Facebook, whatever, social media, whatever the next big thing is to then influence that. I think the problem with in the Arab Spring is you've got a dictator with an army behind him and obviously the army abandoned Mubarak. But And then, you know, Twitter was used against it, but obviously the army didn't abandon Assad. Yeah. Some of it did, but most of it didn't. And obviously backed by the Russians, maybe, but definitely <laughs> not. Um, so there's nothing to replace. There's nothing standing in its way. So what you you know that's the there's nothing ready to replace it. There wasn't anything ready. To, you know, it's yeah, always know. things like oh, it's the committee of safety. Oh, it's the interim. This it's the. But what we're trying to get at again is the same system that's here. Eventually, there'll be a McDonald's over there, and everyone will be equal. <laughs> and then it will have the same problems with big business because it it's human beings. So the problem is this thing of people that one vote that one person. That system is completely corrupted. It is the system is point, and most of the and people. You guys are, are going to be. Code. I bet you guys have talked about this a lot, haven't you? Uh, no, we were talking actually, an hour yeah. before you turned yeah, up. Yeah, we, we were. Really? We, no, but we were. That was all diverted. I was like, like all this, this like, is going to go on for a while. This but one. Do you, I mean, it is basically playing devil's advocate. The system is books and rules and laws yeah. that have been there forever and that's what they stick to and all the people that are good people are good mm. outside of the ones that are broken that are sociopaths mm. accidentally can't do anything people are good when they get there it mm. corrupts them they have to go through that conduit to get to there well it's the party political system as well I think don't have political parties because you're then told you might You've say, "Oh, this is line." Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, with if I said to you, then, to, what would you, if you said, "Right, let's just go with it"? It doesn't work. You admit it doesn't work. It, the, the system yeah. is knackered. Right? If you are a good person, you can't get up. It doesn't work. You can't get up there. What's your opinion? Other than revolution, is just let it carry on. What no, would you I give me you your have idea? To, you have to look for political reform. That's what you have to do. So you come up with a. There's no centrist party, for example. But really. political reform Sorry, has to be get rid of. The way it's done. But, parties but then didn't people exist. above you... Will you know, the you. Labour Party didn't used to exist. There wasn't a Labour Party going all the way back. That's a new thing. So right. then that becomes... So you mm. come up with a new movement. How does that work? Like, say, I've got a million people, and I say, right, I'm going to create a party? Can you... I mean, well, what, you look at UKIP. Laws. UKIP. Right, yeah. Came from... So what's the... That was one person's idea. That created a movement. What's, what, what's the... Is, there, is it just money? You buy your way? Uh, you have to put up money in the current system, which yeah. is obviously we've agreed is broken, but I think you have to put down a deposit to stand for it. But other than that, you don't have to have... But there's I mean, no qualifications. It's there's different, no, isn't it, here to America yeah. where the amount of money that you need? Yeah, the, in America, the sums are it, enormous. No, That's I mean why they've got one If you're a billionaire, can I say, um, I'm starting the Vilici party now it's called this is what it's called and yeah. i'm running oh you can do you that just, okay you can just apply to be i'm better. sure there's probably some process yeah. you can't just say we are now but you can and have how the movement people vote do you remember we're back in the days to be like the monster loony party and all yeah that. star jumping <laughs> teddy bear party once i saw there's I, like, I, might, I might do that <laughs> so how many people vote do you think 50 million? Yeah. Well, I mean, no, it can't be. I can't remember what the last turnout is. It's usually between 60 and 70. And you that. split that up. So really you need like 20 million people to get into main power. You're going to need 20 million people. But again, it depends on what the, because we don't have that. We don't have, we don't have the went, um, right, popular vote. 20 million vo yeah. followers. I'm going to start my own party and they're all going to vote. Yeah. 
could do. No, that makes me feel Maybe a bit that, better then. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. But so the, it is a way in. But yeah, again, the, I mean, obviously Twitter and Facebook have only been around for, what, 10 years? 10 probably years, something yeah. like that. But we're only now starting to see that, oh, okay, it's not just people's cat videos and throwing sheep. It's you can tend, you know, you can live tweet. We've got citizen journalists now, mm. you know, that are making, trying to make a change. Obviously, some of them just want to be famous themselves. <laughs> but... It's it's still brand shiny and new, you know. So if you get a certain amount of, of, of following, you can just start your own power to political party. Yes, <laughs> that's uh, oh own brother. <laughs> it was <Right>. born here. <laughs> uh, listen, um, so th- I did want to have you on again because at the moment I just wanted to ask you some basic stuff. Th- th- there was a thousand things because of all the different stuff you're doing. Um, so we thought we'd just keep it quite Plus it has evolved into two men arguing <laughs> about the same, but actually agreeing at the end. Well, my thing is we've got to do something. You can't just carry on. No, it's too, not, yeah. tomorrow is too late. So and, also, and also I think that thing about like doing stuff, stuff, something, it reminds me of like this idea of like protest. You know how everyone thinks you have to go out with like placards and all mm. that. I've never felt that connected doing that. I've done it a couple of times, but I've, ne- I've, just, I've never really got it. But some people, they're, they're really into that and there are different ways that you can do that. So I think when you're talking about like doing stuff, I don't think people necessarily should think, oh, I have to like give up, you know, X amount of time to go and visit like an elderly person or whatever, which would be great to do actually. But yeah. um, you can do it in other ways. You know, you can use your skills, you can organize, you can connect, you know, you can learn about it more. You can most importantly speak to other people about yeah, it. Because I think that's it another It never breaks sp- through into thing. changing things. It's just us keeping it going at the bottom. It yeah, has to. I mean, all of history, because we don't, we have a constitutional monarchy now. We used to have kings and queens with well, absolute power. So thing. things change. I mean, and actually, I think the progress is 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 quicker now. You know, it took mm. how long? So, you know, uh, you had the thing about um, women's suffrage, mm-hmm. but actually that was for white women over a certain yeah, exactly age. exactly who, like, you know, owned, so, yeah, property. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think all women wasn't for, what, another no, decade later? No, much later, yeah. So, so, but again, you see how that was sold, that all women and everyone going on the march. And then it was it's the like, lady. I'm really not going to go with my daughter. Like, mm. I don't think that's useful for me. I don't think, I think what it's What was the, the protests that were going on in, like, New York and London? What were they called? About 10 years ago, eight years ago? Well, it was, the, it was all to do with anti-globalism because yeah. of what was they the, called? the financial like, crash. Well, you had... Um, Ten years ago. What do you uh, mean well, when they are outside um, St. Yeah, Paul's? They were there for like a, a couple of weeks or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, how can I forget the name? Well, there was... Yeah. I remember. It was a very disparate movement. Yeah, there were was, lots of different groups yeah. as well. But I knew there. a guy and he said to me, he was working in an office. and uh, So the financial world, mate, this all talking to camera, that's not them. They said that he was in the office with a guy up in the financial sector. In remember they had the five Street. pound notes by the. Remember that was on the news and they put well, the five pound notes up against. He the, was uh, the guy who was, was throwing monopoly money down at the. Was the G twenty? What was that? Was that was G, what like am I talking that. about? Uh, do you know what's no? I'm well, the G twenty is the. One. Do you remember yeah. there was that one with Brian, the guy who died, the biggest shoe seller by the police? Remember that? No, what was that? The rings a bell. Oh, the one that got pushed. What was his name? Yeah. 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 I didn't like that. Not because he died. Because they, they tried to manipulate they his character. They did, exactly. It's so bad. But they, I saw the ad. <laughs> well, didn't they remove their I um, saw it. IDs? So right? like, no, yeah, I'm talking about... Like that. It was really... I saw his family. It was, it was all around the same time, right? This is around but the same moment that you're talking about saying move well. and you're specifically walking back like that, you're asking for something. Hey. No, no, no. No, listen, because listen... <laughs> it I, was like people were kettled and stuff. Are we talking about the same no, thing? No, I'm just talking about this specific person. Oh, you're talking person. about genuinely? Yeah, you know, oh, because sorry. the guy that got pushed and then he is Ed. But he's, he's asking to be pushed because he's not going anywhere when he's told to move. He's specifically walking back. But then that's your, but that's him, that's his protest, isn't it? He's no, it wasn't no, a protest, he's an arsehole. <laughs> he wasn't part of the thing, <laughs> he got in, he's not a protest. I don't know if we're, to, no, we're I think we're muddling. we're muddling. No, but he was now. at the thing, but it was just, they were moving people around. He wasn't there protesting anything, but they were just saying, you can move along and he's just standing there. And then they pushed him. And then they shouldn't have pushed him, but then he hit his head. And that was the problem. But um, 
then they interviewed his family and I was thinking, why is that guy got a fucking polo neck right up to his chin? That looks weird. Because I'll always see patterns in things. I thought, that looks odd. And then he was talking at one point and he turned his head and he had a bloody great tattoo up and I thought, oh, the, the producers have said, we've got to make you out to be a nice family, mate. Cover that fucking tattoo up. But it was a little ridiculous because it was up here and I thought, oh, well, they're not that nice. But if you're a nice person... Maybe no, just didn't... Maybe it was a rude Listen, mate, I worked in clubs for years and some people try to escalate things when you're trying to calm them down and it's mm. people like well you can't stand them mate can you just stay behind the rope and they just move it forward and then you don't you smack them you go mate can you leave it there because I'm trying to and they move forward and go listen if you move that forward then everyone else moves behind you and then they push you more and before you know it you're here so that is kept there for a reason and then they move it again and that's that mentality it's like well what are you trying to do here why so I mean somebody, a policeman pushes me and says go somewhere I'll say oh, you wanker and I move off well, I'm just, no, I'm just going to stand here. But what? What? What are you doing? Now, he pushed him and he hit his head, so he must have pushed him hard and he should have. Been, you know, he banged his head and he died. It's sad. It is sad. But, you know, what else? Don't put your hand in a... They also a manipulated the truth, though. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, it sounds like I've come down on one side of it. I'm not... I just <laughs> said, it, it reminded... It was funny that the, 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 the media tried to hide it. The, the fact that they... Why have you covered up his tattoo? What's wrong with tattoos? But they thought... It, oh, could, have been a rude, it could have just been a rude one, though. And they're like, you can't really have a tattoo. No, not in your neck. But the family looked... <laughs> You might have a rude one on your neck. That's but listen, well, I'm going from follow the rules to don't follow yeah, the rules. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're, you're a flim-flamming well, that's revolutionary. Me, There's no rules, so you just <laughs> live like... Tear it live. down, but also don't protest yeah, too, don't much. too much. Yeah. Um, but if you're going to moan about something, I have the right to say stuff because I've actually done something in the world. I'm trying, my life is to yeah, do something. I agree. Don't moan if so you're not going to do something. It's not perfect small. and I haven't got any rules, so I do sort of but fire off in every moan. direction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you can come up with ideas when you moan. Yeah, That's but you've got to do something when you finish yeah. the meeting. It's like, mm. we've seen that, was it Life of Brian, when they're talking about um, they're going to do something and they're going, but he's being taken away now. Um, um, right, let's yeah. have a meeting about it. Right, get your paper. And you go, no, they're going now. We've got to actually do something. You go, right, let's, we've got to speed this up. Let's talk about speeding things up. No, you don't understand. It's happening other now. People's, uh, so that's what annoys me, not doing anything. It's great. Talk, podcast. There are, but tomorrow, what is happening? We have, what is actually happening? We're not going to yeah. talk about something in the future. That was actually... Why the name Stance? Um, I didn't come up with it. I came up with some terrible names. We were like brainstorming what, and then Hedda came up with it. Yeah, exactly. Oh. It was about taking a stance. Yeah, and yeah. so, yeah. I mean, we both like dancing. Have badly, you got any so um, like dance also dance plans for the future? To doing yeah, so we've been doing different events. We've been working with different brands. Oh, did the we Tate, start, Yeah, we did a couple of great things for the Tate. Um, we did a couple of like takeovers of all their spaces. One was looking at like counterculture, music culture, subculture in London and one was looking at the potent and energetic um, sort of nature of women in art. And so we did that. One of them, we had like 13,000 people coming through, which was amazing. Wow. Um, How did you get access to the place, though? That must have been quite laborious, yeah. Uh, well, actually, the Tate, we were Tate, we are Tate Exchange Associates, sorry. Oh, and then okay. they asked us to program in that space. Oh, right. So, and it kind of fitted in with what they were trying to do, so it was perfect. Um, oh. And so we're doing a bit of that, and we want to actually start doing, we wanted to start getting into commissioning as well, like um, commissioning, getting commission, pieces commissioned that we can then, you know, make for BBC and oh, different okay. outlets oh, yeah. and things like that, because I've got loads of ideas of things that I want to do that don't involve me talking into a mic. So, and as um, long as you don't yeah. get to that point that we've talked about, where you start selling your soul and somebody exactly. says, well, you don't have I to know, say okay. all that and just saying <laughs> all that. And then 10 years, I don't encourage you to even look at me in the street. Oh God, I don't <laughs> Can you know. erase that? Yeah. Podcast that we Get done. rid of that podcast, my corporate lawyer. <laughs> <voice. laughs> um, well, listen, thank you very much. Thank so you so much. Really good coming. to meet you both. Um, thank you for having me on. <laughs> We're not usually that 
fired up about. I know it got it got question timey at times, <laughs> didn't it? I think. Oh yeah, I suppose. Look, human nature. That's why just, you're both watching it. Really, we reverted yeah. back you to don't type. Watch it, but you both love it. That basically was a question time. Like we weren't. Yeah, just rambling points and what was the good no bit? conclusion? What did we'd come to change kids, do stuff, get involved. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think basically the the summary do is stuff. don't moan and do nothing, even if you just do something. Yeah. Have a moan because you know. Send a British, letter. Send a letter. Sort of. Not to us. Yeah. <laughs> Send a letter. All right. Listen. Thank you very Send much. Tweet. Thank I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Vialucci podcast, recorded in London with your hosts Tom Wienerhan, Theo X, and myself, Shanian and Darren. To get in touch with the show, go to vialucci.com and follow the links. So, until next time, be good to each other, be good to yourself, and have a great day. Watching shadows on the wall. Bartender screen that's cold I'm in the corner With my head in the dream To myself I quietly think So many things to get you off And I cough and I scoff And take another drag of my cigarette And I don't mind if the sun don't shine Body weather suits me fine Pour another glass of wine on the